Do you know what the single most important thing to include on your website is? It is so essential to your site that without this element, you could be throwing away half your potential business or more. Stay tuned and I'll explain. We'll talk about that and a whole lot more. You'll find out what's essential to your website to make your digital marketing most effective. Welcome to the Estate Sale Business Podcast, brought to you by EstateSaleBiz.com. This is episode ESB007, titled, Website Essentials for Your Estate Sale Business. How to turn your website into a digital marketing machine. I'm your host, Ronald Andrew Murphy. If you're like most business people today, you accept the idea that your business should have a website. You probably already have a website or you're planning to have one. There's clearly a promotional benefit to have an online presence. But what's often less clear is how to ensure you're actually getting benefits from your site. The purpose of a website is to help you get and keep customers just like every other promotional activity you undertake. But a website is more complex than most promotions. It's ongoing and requires updating and maintenance. It has a number of elements that all need to work together. And some of these elements are more important than others. As I said at the start of the episode, there is, in fact, one element that's critical. Overlook it, and you could doom your site to uselessness. In this episode, we'll look at the key elements of an effective website. There are seven elements that relate to the promotional function of the site, and there are two more that cover the legal compliance and security concerns. I'll go through all nine, one at a time, and I'll describe each briefly and explain why it's important. Let's start with that one element that is so crucial to your success. Website element number one, call to action. The most important element on your website is this. It is the call to action. The call to action works like this. When someone visits your site, they're seeking information. Usually, they want to know if you can help them out in some way. They have a problem. They're looking for solutions. You certainly want to give them the information, but you have your own purpose. You want to persuade the visitor to take action that benefits your business. Why do you have a website? To get more business. You want either clients for your estate sale services or buyers for your estate sales. In the first case, what do you want the prospective client to do? You want them to contact you. You want them to dial your phone number or send you a text message or email you. Your call to action for a prospective client is to motivate them to contact you. Today, right now. If you don't get contacted by visitors to your website, you're losing prime opportunities. Some industry estimates say the numbers can be as high as half your potential business. The call to action, then, 
is that element of your website that motivates the visitor to contact you. But how do you do that? You do it by putting your message right on the first page of your site. Show your visitor they can contact you immediately and get their problem solved. To make sure they see it, start your message with a self-qualifying question. For example, put this on your home page. If you're looking for answers on how to liquidate a family estate, downsize, or sell personal property, call us. We're the experts. Call or text 555-1212. Make the message big and bold so they can't help seeing it. Ask them the qualifying question so they know it's for them. You could make this a pop-up. After the visitor has been on the site for a few seconds, display a pop-up message in an eye-catching window that asks your question and calls for action. Obviously, not every prospect will call. But consider this. How many will call if you don't even ask? This call to action is sadly missing from too many sites. It's a simple addition to a website and can produce significant results. Even if they don't call, you've left an impression that you're available to help. They'll be more receptive to your message if they go on to look at other pages on your site. Of course, those visitors who are looking for information about your estate sales will see the question and disqualify themselves. For them, the call to action is different. You can use the same technique of a qualifying question, but encourage them to take a different action. The best action for them would be to join your email list. You want to be able to notify them of sales and make special offers. You want them joining your social media. If they're on your list, you'll be able to contact them at will. I'll actually cover this in more detail later on when we cover the email subscription section of your site. The call to action is key, but other elements are also important. The next elements we cover will likely be on your website as separate individual pages. Most sites have a menu or contents directory that makes it easy for visitors to choose what they want to see. Website element number two, contact page. After the call to action, the next most important element is your contact page. This page should contain a simple form designed to capture their name, email address, and their message. And it should also contain a copy of your front page call to action. They'll visit this page because they want to contact you. They can use the contact form, but let them know it's even easier to call you. Website element number three services you provide. Visitors usually come to your site looking for information. One of the chief types of information will be your services. What exactly do you do for your customers? As an estate sale business, you have two types of customers, of course, your estate sale clients and the buyers for those sales. The menu items for this element will likely best be divided into two choices to reflect the different types of services. However, you may want a starting page that explains briefly how an estate sale business works. You know it inside out, 
but many people are not aware of this type of business or how it operates. If you start with an overview page, you can offer submenu items for the two types of customers. Be sure that on the overview page, you put internal links to these two other pages also. These pages should all be informational, but they should also be sales-oriented. If someone has gotten this far on your site, you want to help them understand what you do and why you're good at it. You want to use persuasive language to help them increase their inclination to hire you or shop at your sales. Where possible, you may want to incorporate testimonials from past satisfied clients or shoppers to support your sales points. Website element number four, about your business. While the services section covers what you do, the about section tells more about your credentials, history, and character. The tone here can be a bit less formal. It's okay to even get somewhat personal. That's because you are attempting to establish rapport with the visitor. If you cover things they might relate to in their own lives, that can make them more likely to trust you. For example, without getting too personal, you can discuss your family. Other possibilities include places where you grew up or lived, your business or other career backgrounds, and the like. This is also a good place to mention any charity work or giving that you do personally or as a business. Testimonials can fit here too, especially if they relate to the more personal information you're providing. The ones here should be different from anything you put in the services section. The tendency with a business website is to keep everything impersonal, but an estate sale business is in the people business. Helping your prospects see you as a human being can make them more comfortable and likely to deal with you. Website element number five, social media links. We've talked in other episodes about the importance of social media. You should have accounts on the major social sites like Facebook and Twitter. You can help your website encourage visitors to find those accounts by posting links in prominent positions on your site. Typically, website development tools like WordPress include icons that can be easily linked to your accounts. You also want to make it easy for your visitors to repost your website content to their own social media accounts. If someone likes a blog post of yours, for example, they can share it on their Facebook page. You just need to make sure your blog has the necessary links. Website element number six, email list subscription. Earlier I said you'll want a different call to action for your buyers than for your prospective clients. For site visitors who are interested in buying at your estate sales, the action you want is for them to subscribe to your email list. An email list offers you the opportunity to communicate with buyers whenever you want to. No need to wait for them to visit your site or notice a post on Facebook. You can just send them an email. You should have an element on your site that allows visitors to subscribe to your list. Usually, the subscription page will contain a simple form with spaces for name and email address. 
On the page, you should also explain the purpose for which the email list will be used and add a note about how the user can unsubscribe at any time. An automatic email program can handle the entire process. When the visitor fills out your form, the program goes into action. It will automatically send an email to the subscriber. It will ask them to confirm that they really want to join your list. This process is known as double opt-in. To be on your list, subscribers must agree twice. First, by filling out the form on your site, then a second time by responding to the confirmation email. If they don't confirm, they aren't added to your list. That's good, because you only want subscribers who have opted in. Otherwise, your emails could be branded spam and your site blacklisted. The automatic email program will take care of sending your emails out in bulk each time you create a new mail. The program typically has design tools that help you generate an attractive message. It will also keep track of deliveries and opens. By consulting these statistics, you can find out which of your emails are most popular and get a sense of why. One of the most popular email management programs is MailChimp. You can sign up at MailChimp.com. Check the entry for this podcast on our website at estatesalebiz.com for a link and more information. To make this element of your website work best, you may need to include an incentive in your call to action. Visitors are often reluctant to get on an email list. You might offer a small discount coupon for your next sale in return for them signing up. Or you might offer early access to pictures and descriptions as a general incentive. Website element number seven, blog content. The final promotional element to include on your site is your blog. Your blog is a key part of your website. We covered why previously in episode ESB005 on search engine optimization. In that episode, I covered the reasons you need to be blogging on your site. Basically, it's because this content helps visitors know and trust you more and view you as an authority. And equally important, it gives the search engines like Google the terms on which to index your site. Following the guidelines outlined in that episode can increase your traffic. And traffic is what you want. You need that so your calls to action and all the other elements on your site can do their work. That's the seven website elements that pertain to the promotion side of your website. They are call to action, contact, services, about, social media links, email subscription, and blog. Let's briefly cover the final two elements which have to do with legal compliance and security. Website element number eight, website policies. The legal compliance element requires that you post pages stating your policies in terms of use. First, you should have a page for your privacy policy. On this page, you should explain in detail what the visitor can expect from you in regard to their information. That's for both information they provide to you voluntarily and also any that you collect automatically. This policy is especially critical if you take any kind of payment on your website. 
but it should be included regardless. How your site handles cookies should also be covered. You can do it in this policy or on a separate page for just cookie policy. In its original form, a cookie on the internet is a small data file. It contains user information collected by a web browser about what the user is doing on the website being visited. It's stored on the user's device while the website is being visited. Advertisers and hackers have subsequently used cookies to collect data for promotional and even criminal uses. So now there are regulations, especially in Europe, that require you to have a policy that details how your cookies treat the user's privacy. The third page describes the terms and conditions a user is agreeing to by visiting your site. It explains that your content, images, or other protected information cannot be used without permission and covers other usage restrictions. The user agrees to abide by these terms and conditions whether they read them or not. The key is to have a page for this on your site. Note that the search engines like Google expect to see this information. Your site's ranking will be lowered if you omit them. Website element number nine, SSL. The final element I recommend you include on your website is SSL. This is not a page like most of the other elements. It's a security function. You buy a security certificate and add it to your website domain. SSL is a standard security protocol. It ensures all data transmitted between a web server and browser remains encrypted. It's the key to trust on the web. It assures your visitors that you are who you say you are. It lets them know any information shared with you will be encrypted and unavailable for anyone else to see. Try this test. Go to your website online. Look just to the left of your website URL in the search bar. Now click on the circled exclamation point that appears there. If you don't have SSL, this is what will appear. Quote, Your connection to this website is not secure. You should not enter any sensitive information on this site because it could be stolen. End quote. A visitor seeing that would be likely to leave immediately. They certainly wouldn't want to share any information with you. On the other hand, if you have SSL, instead of the circled exclamation point, your visitor will see a padlock and the word secure. Although this used to be primarily for e-commerce sites, that's now changed. These days, Google and the other search engines expect it, and your visitors are learning to look for it. It should be a part of your website. The good news is that it's relatively inexpensive. Okay, we've now covered the key elements your website should include. We started with the need for a strong call to action, motivate your visitors to become your customers. Then we looked at each of the rest of the seven key elements. We discovered what they were and how to employ them. They included pages for contact form, services description, about, social media links, email subscription, and blog. And finally, we learned first about the policies your website should include, then we covered the security measures you should install. 
Since the purpose of your website is to help you get and keep customers, these are the keys to ensuring that result. Build them into your website. Give your site the greatest opportunity to attract new business. This has been the Estate Sale Business Podcast, brought to you by EstateSaleBiz.com. This was episode ESB007, titled Website Essentials for Your Estate Sale Business, How to Turn Your Website into a Digital Marketing Machine. Don't forget to check this episode's page on our website at EstateSaleBiz.com. There you'll find links to any references and information supporting this topic. At the website, you can also post comments, questions, and suggestions. Please do subscribe to this podcast if you haven't already. We're on iTunes, Google Play, and other top podcast networks. I'm your host, Ronald Andrew Murphy. Thank you for listening. Music is from Ben Sound at bensound.com. Check them out.